Thank you so much for listening to our special Thursday episode of Better on Draft with Exhibit A Brewing. Another thank you to Kelsey and Matthew for joining us on this episode. We record next week on Friday, so we hope you enjoy and join us live at 7 p.m. Eastern, especially as it's going to be the start of March Draftness next week. Follow us on March Draftness Stuff Better on Draft on Facebook. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. That's Better on Draft. Find out what we were drinking by friending us on Untapped Bod Podcasts. And of course, you can listen to us live every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern at betterondraft.tv or twitch.tv forward slash betterondraft. Another thank you to our sponsors, Zatuna Liquor and Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road. They sell everything from beer, wine, liquor, cigars, cigarettes, lottery, everything you need for a party, and North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, just south of Baseline Road on North Center Street. An amazing brewery to go, and don't forget to try their shuffleboard. Whether your beer is in a bottle, can, or glass, kick back and relax. It's better on draft. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 281 of the Better on Draft podcast. My name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. We are live on a Thursday night, a different show. We are not going to be live tomorrow. We'll be at the Beer Festival over in Grand Rapids on Saturday, so make sure you guys get out there, get safe, go hang out and visit all the great breweries in Grand Rapids. Let's go around and see what everybody's drinking. We'll start with Robert. What do you got? Uh, I have two cans right now uh, in Glass number one, I have the briefcase porter from Exhibit A and the goody two-shoes uh, Kolsch from, also from Exhibit A. Dan, it's Thursday at 4 o'clock where you are. What are you drinking? It's 5 o'clock. It's oh. still winter time, but I've got the good old uh, vodka soda going on in one hand, and I'm really taking a chance here and drinking the Cat's Meow New England IPA from Exhibit A. Well, you definitely know how much we definitely know how much you love New England IPAs. <laughs> yep. But uh Nick, what do you got over there? Uh well, I'm drinking the same stuff that Rob is drinking. However, I'm also uh about to take a hit of this beast right here. DCD Punchki Day vodka for this year. Take a so hit, Nick. I'm gonna take a hit live on the air with you guys right now and I'll let you know how it is. Well, uh while Nick is drinking, Wendy, what do you got? I am also drinking the cat's meow, and man, is this fantastic. Well, I uh, I know people were waiting to see. I am still sober, uh, still waiting for the blood work to come back on uh, a few different things that I was, uh, medication I was taking. So I've got some Heine double zero, and I'm going to follow that up with uh, Athletic All Out Extra Dark and follow that up with uh, Wellbeing's Hellraiser Dark Amber. Uh, so we are still staying sober. Uh, and enjoying the NA beers that I have. But we have a, uh, two guests with us. If you couldn't tell based on the beers that we were drinking, well, everyone but me, uh, it is Exhibit A Brewing. We'll start with Matthew. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do for Exhibit A? Hi, I'm Matthew Steinberg. I am the co-founder and head brewer at Exhibit A Brewing. And I I, I can't even list the things I do. Um get to make some beer sometimes. How about about the top two (laughs) things you do? The two things you do the Uh, most? I manage the brewery and I make sure that everybody that's doing all this special work makes it all happen for us. Awesome. And next to you, we have Kelsey. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? 
Hi, I'm Kelsey Roth. I'm the general manager at Exhibit A Brewing Company, and I do everything that does not involve brewing beer. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. And what are you guys drinking? I have a briefcase porter. Um, It's in a lovely little glass right here. I'm drinking Goody Two Shoes, and it's in my Cat's Meow glass. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. No sponges at the house? Um, I do, but I didn't want to dirty up all the glassware. <laughs> uh, where is Exhibit A located? We're so in we Framingham. Are, oh, go ahead, Kelsey, yeah, please. Yeah, we're in Framingham, Massachusetts, which is about, uh, I'd say, 35 minutes west of Boston. Um, so considered Metro West. Now, when we typically have multiple guests from the same place, usually one is like the talker and the other one's like super quiet and shy, but both of you are super talkative, which is great, which means that we'll just make sure we direct our questions to you uh, a little bit more specific. Um, so, uh, let's start with Matthew. What made you want to, uh, start the brewery? Uh, I, so I've been brewing professionally for, you know, now kind of well over 20 years and, uh, I've worked for great owners and I've worked with, uh, other brewers over the years that I've just have inspired me. And I've always kind of had that itch to, you know, kind of have our own place. Um, and it's gone through many plans and many iterations. And finally, when Jack's Abbey brewing decided they were leaving their space, uh, my partner and I were like, this is maybe a good idea. Let's do this. And we came up with a name really quickly and, had some ideas on what that meant to us and presentation exhibit a was, that was the first thing was like presenting our beers to everybody. And uh, yeah, we just decided let's, let's roll with it. I want to get a brewery going and um, Framingham seemed like a really great place once the plan all got put together. And, uh, and then I found Kelsey (laughs) to help, (laughs) help create it, you know, and he did, he really helped create this brewery in so many ways. All right, so I want to actually go ahead and talk about one of your beers. Um, if you caught what Ken was saying, I've got the cats me out here. Definitely not an IPA fan. Um, I, I'd actually, I hate to say it, and I'm not talking about your beer specifically, but I'd rather drain pour 99% of them um, than drink them. Um, so tell Wise me a little choice, then. <laughs> yeah, so t- tell me a little bit about this beer. Why would I want to try it as a non-IPA drinker? Tell me a little bit about it and why I should actually crack open a can and have it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not convinced that you should if you hate IPAs, but I will say, <laughs> and I only mean that because we, you know, as a portfolio, we have, we make other beers. <laughs> yeah, as a portfolio brewery that we are, we have a wide variety. But, but I, I mean, the thing about our, our new, this particular uh, New England IPA, um, if you will, is it is a hazy IPA. It's six and a half percent. It's loaded with hops. It has some bitterness. Uh, I find it super balanced. Like that's kind of the approach we have with most of our beers is balance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you'll like it because, you know, you might like it because of the cat. You might like it because how the finish is, you might like it, how, how bitter it is and how, and how it makes you feel, you know, (laughs) that's actually, I'm glad you brought up the well-balanced because that's one thing this has that a lot of IPAs don't, and it's, it's not overly hoppy. And that's one thing I absolutely hate it. A lot of IPAs, and I know New England's aren't quite the same as compared to like a West coast, is you know that whole pine saw like i'm chewing on hops at some point because of the ip but this is a very well balanced actually pretty mild compared to a lot of them so i'm actually kind of impressed so um 
I probably would drink one, especially if someone handed it to me like you guys did. So thank you. Um, do you guys make other IPAs in addition to this? Or do you focus mostly on New England's or what styles do you like to go into? Uh, we make a lot of IPAs. <laughs> they they <laughs> tend to sell well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we have uh, we have the little sister to Cat's Meow, which is called Just a Kitten, um, which is our 5% version. That, and we uh, change up the recipe a little bit. Um, so the featured hop in that is Big Secret instead of um, El Dorado. And then we do a double IPA called Hair Razor. Um, and that one features mostly Galaxy. And uh, we do some, then we do some uh, occasionals. Um, we do Danko, which is a great uh, idea made with some local rye and Simcoe. Um, Wandering Thoughts, which is an all Australian hop, double IPA. Uh, and then we have some, uh, uh, we're call just calling them American IPAs because they're not, they're, they kind of uh, straddle that line between West Coast and New England style. Um, and we do uh, short sell and um, buy my blank on, on the name of the other one. Um, We're brewing it on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Market, market, <laughs> market gap. gap. Market gap. <laughs> you know, I want to say sometimes the lead singer of the band forgets the name of the songs or forgets <laughs> the words of the songs. Kelsey named that beer. So, <laughs> yeah. And I was, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to make like, it. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Yeah. Now, I see one of the beers that you guys make. Um, it's got a character on it from office space. Did you guys run into yes. any issues with this can? Did you get any cease and desists? Well, now <laughs> <laughs> um, we have not yet. Um, and I don't know if Mike judge is, uh, is the, the litigious kind, um, but uh, we figure we'll ride it until, until someone yells at us. But, um, but it was just too fun to put that all together. And, um, and it's really our, our one like kind of funny, uh, kind of pop culture reference beer that we make. And I notice it's a Scotch ale. That's Scotch ales are pretty popular out here. If you're um, familiar with Kilt Lifter, um, being from Arizona at some point, um, is that what, insp what inspired you to make a Scotch ale? A lot of breweries really don't go down that road with that type of beer. Ingredients, ingredients inspired me. We, we use local malts and they were like, we can smoke some grain for you. We can make incredible Munich malt for you. And we wanted to brew a beer with those grains and we felt Scotch ale was the right one. And everyone at the brewery is like, we should make a Scotch ale, especially Kelsey. And <laughs> I love Scotch ales. <laughs> you do. And I do too. And I really enjoyed it the other night at dinner and it was perfect with the food that it was served with and the eggplant. It was amazing. And um, I think uh, uh, the, the, you mentioned Kilt Lifter. Uh, I do have a proud moment as a young brewer of receiving a cease and desist from Four Peaks Brewing Company in Phoenix, in, in Tempe, um, which is the, I'm assuming the brewery you're talking about um, for Kilt Lifter. And I had to change yeah. the name to uh, the Laughing Laird. That was at Offshore L on Martha's Vineyard years ago. But I, I do love, I still have that letter somewhere uh, that I received, which was a cease and desist. <laughs> you know, it was kind of great. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the malts that it's like, we have access to these amazing grains from Valley Malt. And uh, that's the kind of beer that highlights the soul of the beer, that malt, you know. And so getting like fresh, like literally four days ago, it was malted and Three days ago, it was smoked. And we we're like, oh, wow, now it's in our brewery, to, you know, within a week of it being processed. And it was so incredible to use. So, yeah, I mean, that's why for me as a brewer. Awesome. Rob, I'm going to pass it over to you. 
All right. Um, let me see, because I, I had my question and then it kind of got a little thrown off. So uh, I'm going to go here, actually talk about one of the other beers uh, being, of course, the the Goody Two Shoe. Yeah, Goody Two Shoes. For some reason, I can't speak today. I don't know what's going on. Um, we definitely have our, our uh, a good share of cultures out here, but I've, I've heard that uh, this particular culture of yours is essentially the hearts of Exhibit A. I guess talk about what it means to have this culture and, and why is it the heart of of your brewery? And Kelsey, you're drinking one right now. You should talk about it. <laughs> why is it the heart of our brewery? Um, it's. I think it's one of the beers that we're we're most proud of. Um, you know, it's got. Uh, it's not the highest rated on Untapped because people tend to not rate cultures very high, but it's uh, definitely gotten the most critical acclaim. Um, it was just recently uh, ranked number twelve by wine enthusiasts as uh, one of the top fifty beers for twenty twenty one. But it's uh, it's the soul of the brewery because it's like when we're brewing it, everyone seems to be in a little bit better mood. Um, you know, we it's the beer that all the brewers drink after you know, when they for their shift beer after work. Um, it's the beer that other brewers when they come to our brewery, they're they're like, oh, I got to try the Kolsch. You know, I really want to try the Kolsch. Um, so it's it's just one that really resonates with us, um, and it's that kind of beer that you can't hide behind you know it's uh, i always say it's like running on the beach naked you know you're uh people are going to see everything there's no you can't put a big hoodie on and <laughs> you know and pretend that that uh <clears throat> you know uh that you're somewhere else but uh you know it's just that that you know classic style that we did in a very traditional way um that really means a lot to us yeah, it is. And it is very, very clean. Uh, I mean, I almost feel like going to untap and saying not an IPA, one star. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you know, what, Rob, can I, can There's a I, few. Please do. Rob, Please can I interject do. real quick? Because as I'm as I'm scurrying to try and get ready for today's show, you know, helping put my 15 month old to bed. One thing, one discovery I made about because I'm drinking the goody two shoes as well. Um when you guys signed a, de- a deal with Atlantic to do distribute distribution a couple of years ago, Beer Advocate actually had this as at a 100. And now, granted, that was a few years ago. The rating on this is still really, really high on Beer Advocate, contrary to what um, Ken's favorite word, the plebs, on un- untapped, say. Uh, so, I I mean, there's still got to be a lot of love, contrary to what people on on tap say about this beer and me personally not a huge fan of Kolsch's overall this is going down very very easily and mm-hmm. it's very very smooth very clean I, and i'm and i'm digging it so i just want to just throw that out there you know don't listen to what the people on on tap say yeah. <laughs> we don't i think that's the funny we part try not too. to <laughs> yeah i mean kelsey will be the first to tell you that i definitely have looked at untapped and looked at him at his desk and i'm like bah! i want to i want to like respond to this person and be like i can get them to like us i bet or hate us but either one is best better than this and yeah it's, it, I, I i haven't looked at untapped in a very long time and that's a very deliberate uh Thing. I kept telling Matthew, "Don't look at the ratings. Don't look yeah. at the ratings. <laughs> yeah, I don't look at the ratings." That no. that was that was going to be my question because I was I was kind of curious. I used to like those point. Yeah, they. You know what? It does matter because I think if anything, it matters to the person writing it and spending the effort. And if they're, you know, the way I see it is like 
the the star system is what's flawed about it. It's like, tell me your experience with the beer. Who were you with? What were you doing? How was the music? I, you know, that is just as important as the liquid really on many mm-hmm. levels. And so I feel like if our liquid is good and it can add to your experience, then that is what gives it a five. You know, it's like, it's not just about like, was this perfect for whatever you think this subjective nature and objective nature should cause the beer to be rated as something like this porter is really good. Is it a perfect brown porter? Probably not. Is it really a robust porter? Not even it's like in between. So maybe it wouldn't be rated well in that objective sense, but right. so, but I do like some of it too. I kind of find it entertaining to read. I have a shirt that says it's one star. It's most tavern and Lee. And it's a, it's their one star review. And it says the only good thing about this place is their beer list. And it's like one star. And, <laughs> and they, they don't serve food. They definitely have no food. They're, basically, they're a beer bar. <laughs> they're a beer bar with no food. And that was their one out of five rating. And it's like, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> well, I guess I, I was, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was, I was kind of, uh, the reason I was kind of curious about why it matters is that it, it kind of, once, uh, once Kelsey mentioned Untapped, it, it had me thinking about beer subscription um companies like Tavor mm. and how they pride themselves on making sure that they only offer beers that are rated 4.0 or higher and i guess i'm curious with from from both of you is that you know when you have subscription sites like that that i mean kind of pressure you into having that rating just to be a part of the business model and get your beer to go out further into the country. Um, like, should there be a better system to, to do that? Um, I, I think there definitely should be a better system, but possibly also like, I mean, we, we sell beer through Tavor and I'm not, con- I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think Col- Col- I think two shoes. Yeah, I don't think they've four. It's not a four, and they've they've definitely sold that that beer. They've definitely sold that beer. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't know about that necessarily. They may not. Yeah, they may not keep true to that statement. Right, right. And also, I think they probably find beers they love that they're like, you know, who cares about the rating? This beer rules, you know. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, what uh, what I think is, is the sad part is that other people will put a lot of weight into those ratings. And, uh, you know, I would see when I used to work in retail, I would see people, you know, on their phones, checking on tapped ratings, standing there at the shelf and saying, should I buy this? Should I buy this? Should I buy that? And, um, and that's where I think uh, the system falls apart because they're putting this, a, a lot of weight into ratings of people that they don't even know. And uh, when every, you know, when you have, a rating system, you know, whether it's Yelp or Google or, or Untapped, that uh, anyone can can be a critic, so you know, quote unquote, be a critic. They're they're not following any set of similar standards, so everyone's rating just the way they want to rate. And um, but my fa- my favorite one was uh, somebody rated. I think it was Cats Meow, like a one one star. And so Matthew reached out and said, Hey, you know, what, you know, was there a problem with the beer? Was it, uh, yeah, did, you know, uh, wh- why did you give this, this bad rating? And the person responded and said, I hate IPAs. So I'm rating, I rate them all bad. So brewers will stop making them. 
and, and, I, and I'm like, I can't even argue with that. <laughs> like that, <laughs> like a, like that's a logic that is, uh, you know, beyond me. And you know, they they just have their own logic. This is what they're doing. But, you know, and this is how they enjoy using the app. So it's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that that's a whole other realm of asking about the popularity of IPAs and their trends and things like that. So I will I will um, I will leave that to uh, other conversations. Anybody else wants to ask that? It may have uh, been Dan. I don't know. So it maybe. could have been Dan. <laughs> it might have been, especially if it was Dan, back in the day. A strategy for us on pumpkin beers. No, no. <laughs> there you go. I, I mean, uh, I've but, been. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to just add that, like, for years, I cared so much about reviews, not ratings. And it was very I was very specific about that. And I was a very early adapter adopter of Beer Advocate. I was probably one of the first 500 members on that website and uh, Kona Brewer on there. Um, no, no relation to Kona Brewery. And um, th- my big thing was I'd love to interact and engage with people that that reviewed our beers, you know, reviewed my beers back in those days. And I made many friends that way. I also created a few enemies. I also, you know, got people that didn't like what I was doing and brought them in and got them to understand what I was doing, whether or not they liked it after was kind of irrelevant. They just, I just wanted them to understand. And most of them did. I mean, Jared, Jared and, and, you know, Jared from, uh, he, he reviewed high horse so terribly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he became a regular, you know, it was like, because, you know, he gave us a second chance or whatever. Yeah, and that, nice. and I think that part of the review process can be really valuable because then I can get engaged with the consumer. You know? Right. Um, so actually this question, I'm going to, I'm going to direct first to you, Matthew, on this one is that obviously um, you guys have, uh, just recently, last year, you've reached, um, you know, five years open. So congratulations on that. You're in, in year six. Um, I'm curious, when it comes to breweries in general, is there a time frame that that you feel where you can say, and especially with, with Exhibit A or like any other brewery, where you can say, I've made it, you know, is is it is five years that that line? Is it 10? Do, do you ever feel it? <laughs> Um, I, I don't know that I've, I, oh man, that, that's a good one. That's a great one, Rob. I, I think that I felt like we made it during year one because everything was exciting and new and we were like, yes, and it was happening, you know? And now I feel like we've, you know, we, I feel like we've made it because we made it through the pandemic and the, at least the first t- two years of it. And, uh, you know, we we're growing our staff right now we're making more beer than we have ever. Um, but I, I guess it's for everybody else. I mean, I, I, I honestly feel very stable, uh, in our business. So I do, I guess that means we've made it, you know? Um, but then you see breweries that are 22 and 25 years old closing hair. The dog just announced their clothes. He's retiring that, that brand is going to die, you know, is going to go away. It's like, that's, that's kind of crazy. So I think, no, I don't, I, I think we have our time and then when it's up, it's up, you know, as far as a business is concerned. Uh, but yeah, I feel like exhibit a, uh, has made it. Um, we've, we had our real nice, we had an excellent infancy. Like we were, um, I think for, for at least in Massachusetts, a pretty exciting brand to start at, at the start and people, you know, came to us. We have a bunch of great regulars in our tap room, uh, that we still see that have been with us since the beginning. Um, you know, and now it's just me and Kelsey left as far as the original, original first staff, 
and Kelsey yeah. was the sec- was the first hire. So, oh. <laughs> you know, and so, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, I mean, we got a great family set up there with, with our, with our regulars and, and the people that, you know, keep coming to us for more beer. Right. Kelsey, anything to add to that? Uh, no, no, I think that, that covers it. All right. <laughs> I will, I will hand this off to Wendy. Cause I believe she's got a couple of questions. Oh, I always have a lot of questions. So I am curious. Um, I am a volunteer at heart. So I always like to ask our um, guests, uh, what are you doing to, I, I feel like the a brewery um, is a part of the heart of the community. So I always want to know what are you doing in your community to kind of seal that relationship? That is an absolute oh. question for Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that one. Um, yeah. It, you know, I've, when I used to, in my previous career, um, I used to work for a, uh, a craft beer retail chain. And part of my job was I would train the new franchise owners on how to kind of market their business and things like that. And I would always tell them that a community supports the business that supports the community. And, um, you know, so you need to be out there, uh, you know, helping that your community get better. And whether it's, you know, uh, making a you know, donating to a raffle to help the you know, local hockey team, or um, whether it's uh, you know hosting a fundraiser at the brewery, you know the, these things go a long way to uh, you know to kind of really connect with the community, but also show that that you want to help that community get better. Um, so uh, we're involved with. Uh, uh, quite a few organizations. One that we do a lot of donations and fundraising for is Hoops for Home Hoops and Homework. And it's a local, uh, literally behind our brewery, uh, there's a, a, a housing community and uh, there's a lot of underserved kids there. So it's an after-school program. Uh, so during the pandemic, they did uh, provide a lot of laptops and helped a lot with uh, online learning. And um so that's a, an organization that we're we're really close with. Um, we uh, we do support Pink Boots as well. Um, we're actually uh, just brewed our Pink Boots beer um, for this. Or actually, we're, we're about, about to our Pink, yeah. yeah, we're about to brew our Pink Boots beer. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that's an organization that we support a lot. Um, we've also been working with um, Aut- uh, Autism Alliance to make our tap room an autism welcoming business. So uh, you know, it's part of what uh, we feel we, we wanted to do to make our tap room more welcoming and inclusive. Um, so we offer on Sundays, we offer a special autism welcoming hours where, you know, the music's lower. We, it's a little less busy. Um, our staff is prepared to help out with, um, you know, with calming kits if needed and, um, you know, provide quick service when needed as well. You know, uh, you know, some people want to close a tab right away. Um, they're, they're good with that. Um, so, and we're also on. Uh, next Saturday, we're hosting the Polar Plunge for the Special Olympics of Massachusetts. Um, so we're, this is going to be our second year back hosting it on site. Um, we'd host one just before the lockdown um, in, uh, in 2020. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, and they're, they're you know, a, a, a great organization in Massachusetts and help out a lot of kids as well. So um, so that's a, an organization we, we really enjoy supporting. 
Oh, I need to know if either of you are going to do the plunge. Oh, yes. We both are, yeah. We both do. That's <laughs> fantastic. We're actually competing not right now. I think, I think I just squeaked ahead of you. You did. Raising. You did. I noticed that. I noticed that. I got to resend that stuff to my friends. <laughs> so uh, my other question is, is that I love to travel. Um, I can't believe it's been five years since I've been to Massachusetts for beer. Um, now I definitely have to come back. But if I'm a new... Um, if I'm traveling and I'm in your area, what makes me, what should I, I look for when I come to your brewery? Why oh, should I come yeah. there? I mean, where, where else are you going to get to go? I want to know where you're going so we can, <laughs> you know, curate a proper list for you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, you'd come to our brewery and they'd, and they'd ask you what other breweries you've been to while you've been visiting, you know, um, and certainly the beers you want to start with would be Kolsch and, you know, the goody two shoes is a good starter for us, but, um, our, you know, on the weekends, on Fridays and Saturdays, we do music and comedy shows. Um, we have live jazz on Sundays. We have food pop-ups. This is more Kelsey's question really, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, one of the cool things, like our, our actual tap tap room is, uh, relatively small, um, compared to, you know, other breweries in in our area. Um, so what we do is on the weekends when there's no production happening, we actually open up the brewery floor and we set up high top tables in there. And um, yeah, we have we have uh, you know uh, beer garden string lighting that we hang from the ceiling, and that's actually where the bands play on Fridays and Sundays. And uh, it's a really cool experience to actually sit there right next to the canning line and or the uh, you know the fermenters where the beer that you're enjoying is literally being made, you know, in a tank, right. That's sitting right next to you. Um, and, and I always laugh when, uh, somebody I'm walking around and somebody's like, uh, do you do beer to do you do brewery tours? And I'm like, you're in it. <laughs> like, the, like I can point out what everything is in here, <laughs> but you're here. <laughs> um, so, uh, so that's a real, I think it's a really unique and, and fun experience and people seem to really like it too. So. Yeah. I went, when, when, before, before I got, Kelsey on board when I was just me in the brewery trying to figure out how to get everything started. Uh, I had friends come and visit me generally on Fridays. And my friend Michael's like, you got to put in like a big, get a big movie screen, get a projector and play like old movies and like have a band playing in front of it or whatever. You could do the football games, whatever. And I'm, and, and he's like, but no one's going to spend 16 bucks on a four pack of beer. Like you're insane. No one's going to do that. And, and I'm like, I, and I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm, you don't know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I love your idea. And so we got a movie screen and like Kelsey has done an amazing job of, of promoting local uh, original bands in our brewery and the comedy shows are awesome too but yeah, drag we'll, shows we've done tons of great stuff yeah we've done the drag shows are a little lot of fun those we haven't done inside yet those are outside in the beer garden but yeah, uh yeah. Um, yeah i was talking to uh that she just today was talking to uh my friend candy who, who uh, produces them so she wants to do them again <clears throat> so i'm yeah. awesome. sick to have them back <laughs> and once the weather changes they'll be outdoor you know we have outdoor yeah we have outdoor seating yeah definitely That's, sounds like a lot of fun uh, Nick, did you have? I can learn how to unmute my my microphone. For a second. <laughs> really quickly, the Pochki vodka is actually on point. I just want to make that quick statement, right, like, real quick. Uh, you apparently also, you guys like to do, uh, or at least host yoga in the actual production facility as well. And 
I'm looking. You actually guys got one coming up this Saturday. Is that a real big hit for you guys out there at your uh, at your at your place? It's already sold out. Yeah, <laughs> it's already um, sold out. But wow. Yeah. The uh, so when I when we first opened, um, you know, there were some other brewery, a few other breweries that were doing yoga, um, and I'm like, who wants to like do yoga in a cold brewery on a hard floor and you know, and then like drink beer afterwards? Like, who are these people? Um, and so I was really skeptical of it at first. And um, one of our one of our regulars is a yoga instructor, and she she approached us and said, "Hey, you know, I'd love to do a class." And um, it was low buy-in for us, so I was like, "Sure, let's try it and see how it goes." And the first session that we did, it sold out. Um, and uh, we we give the yoga attendees um, thirty minutes in the tap room by themselves before we open to the public. Um, so they have like, a, and we offer their first beer for free um, as part of the ticket. Um, the those twenty four people, yeah, I think it was twenty four or twenty five people, uh, stayed in the tap room and spent over five hundred dollars um, you know, on beer, hanging out, so, you know, for like another hour and a half. And I'm like, I'm sold. Like yoga, yeah. like as much as we possibly can. Let's do it. Like I'm it's all like, about okay, yoga. I'm sold. <laughs> Sign me up at that point. Wow. Yeah. So we've also done, now done Zumba, and uh, we've done, uh, but what's uh, uh, not CrossFit, but it's like another like interval training um, kind of kind of thing. Uh, you know, I, like I uh, was actually I was actually gonna throw a Tybo yeah. for a second. Yeah, <laughs> Tybo. Yeah, one of those. But yeah, we've we've done all kinds of different stuff now. Have you, um, have you thought about a Richard Simmons sweating with the oldies? Class? Sweating with the oldies every week. <laughs> I would love to do that, but only if people dressed in those nineteen eighties uh, yeah. like aerobics <laughs> outfits with the leg warmers I mean, and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of more like Robin Dance type of clothes, you know? Because you know, they're like yeah, seven yeah. years old. You know? I'll come to that if Richard Simmons will be there. <laughs> Did we ever? find him i think he was missing for a long time <laughs> i'm gonna have to look that up later anyway um let's 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 talk let's switch over to the beer for uh, a second i was kind of just going through at least what's on you know going off of the website because you know there might not be something uh on the website that you guys do special inside the brew how in the brew facility in the brew pub is there anything matthew that you haven't done yet for the public that you would like to do? And if there is, what is, what would it be and why would you want to? Oh yeah. I mean, there's, I, I got, I got tons of stuff I want to do that we haven't had a chance to do yet. Um, anything that we make that we deem sellable and as intended, or maybe better than intended, uh, we sell it. We we're going to present it to everyone that walks through our space. Um, we've had bottle releases, many of them over the five years, five and a half years, um, we've had some beers that weren't perfect. So we dump them down the drain. Um, we, you know, as far as like beers that I want to make that we haven't made, well, we made a new beer today that I haven't, that I hadn't made until today. So that was fun. Uh, Panda punch, another name by Kelsey and design. Uh, it's a, it's a, it is a kettle sour with uh, passion fruit, orange and guava, pink guava. Um, the, I, I just say and hibiscus the 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 guava was one giant pain in the butt i'll tell you right now it was like so thick we couldn't move it <laughs> it was insane so we had to like really work at it kyle and i had to fight with it for a good hour and a half to get it into the beer but um yeah i mean there's tons of, i had this whole idea to make uh four beers named for my grandparents bluma bernie pearl and meyer and so those 
are four names that just they work for me. Meyer Lemon, Pearl's Easy, Oyster Stout. You know, Bluma is like this rose oil, geranial, like saison kind of beer with with flowers. Like I thought about like edible flowers, um, and uh, we talked about the edible flowers recently yeah. too, Kelsey. Um, I have an idea for a a, a beer that I, I used to make. This beer that uh, was kind of uh, late edition hot side with caraway seed, uh, rye beer. And so I want to dig into rye a lot. Um, these are all just ideas. I don't know that we're going to get to make these anytime soon, but, um, radish beer. yeah, there's a ton <laughs> radish beer. I've been talking about making radish oh, beer for like, radish beer. yeah, <laughs> apparently this guy, Jimbo, uncle Jimbo on beer advocate, um, Jim, he, he said he did some research or something and said too much radish can be like, really bad for you so so i sort of shelved that idea for a minute like literally <laughs> cancerous or something i don't know the details oh, but 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 uh so it's a nightshade isn't it it's a so nightshade and and, like and i was talking about putting like 500 pounds of radishes in a batch of beer or whatever <laughs> but yeah we haven't pulled that one off um yeah <laughs> if john hill's listening to this he's gonna crack up <laughs> atlantic brewing in maine have you guys had the opportunity to do any uh collaborations with any breweries elsewhere in the state of massachusetts or even anywhere in like new england because new england you can go from one state to another state within half an hour 45 minutes literally speaking um having gone through new england um a couple years ago prior to the pandemic uh, my wife and I, we did our first year anniversary trip through New England. Nice. And uh, uh, we did stop in Boston um, for really like only one or two days. Uh, we didn't really go outside of Boston. But have you guys done any collaborations? And is there anyone that you would like to collab that you haven't had the opportunity you would like to at, at any point? Sure. I mean, we we actually just brewed a collaboration. We haven't done a lot of them. We, do, we did one with Finback years ago, um, for like three years ago. And, uh, and that was a fun beer. It was like a marshmallow porter strong beer. I think my brother might even still have some in the fridge. Um, and then I just went to big Alice brewing in New York to brew a collaboration beer in support of the square foot project, which is this, uh, very important initiative that we have going about, you know, promoting local grains. So that's with Amory's tomb, Kent falls outland farm brewery and big Alice brewery and exhibit a brewing. And we brewed a, uh, a Vienna, lager like this kind of beautiful all malt like the wort was so amazing we were all like it's like kind of better than we thought it would be you know it's so good and so that was really fun and we actually are putting together a plan to to do a collaboration beer with a local brewery here in western mass that's kind of close to me i've befriended the owner mark and we're we're going to talk about making a beer together we haven't decided to announce that yet so i'll keep it on the dl <laughs> um and then uh breaking well, news i mean breaking. technically technically <laughs> we, we, we did a we did a uh we did a collaboration of uh right before the pandemic uh and had to release the beer during the pandemic with a small brewery here in boston canton uh called trillium most people haven't heard of it and so we <laughs> we wanted to help them out <laughs> and uh we had to show them how to make Kolsch. <laughs> yeah, so so we brewed a Kolsch in their brew pub, and we, they had to fill growlers during the pandemic of it, and it was it was gone in like I don't know three or four days or whatever. Talk, but, talk about a brewery that makes IPAs. Yeah, so we, we, we and and I've been friends with those guys. I, I mean, we like a, a lot of people that work there, and JC has been a friend for 
before they even opened their brewery uh, originally. So uh, that was a fun little project, although JC didn't come to the brew day. <laughs> but we were all there. We had a blast. There, that brew See, pub we seem cool. to keep swapping employees. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I had three of their staff members. So it's like kind of a Trillium homecoming. Um, but how, how beautiful is that? You work in an, industri- an industry where you can literally steal three staff members and then go do a, a collaboration with that company with those people. Like that's kind of a testament to this to this industry that you know. I was say, maybe is that like a New England thing, or is it, I don't know. <laughs> it's it, maybe it's a maybe it's just the, the thing between us. Maybe it's just us. I don't know. <laughs> but no, I think it's a beer thing. I think it's I think it's an industry thing. You know, I I, I just you know I we I I I just hired a new person for our production crew, Justine, and she came from a friend of ours brewery, and mm-hmm. he was just at our brewery four or five days ago coming to pick up a box of hops and drop off her gloves. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was really cool. You know, Hey, one thing that we've talked and before I pass it over to Wendy, one thing we've always talked about on this show is just the, the, the camaraderie and the, the, the bonds that breweries have um, with each other, whether it's, um, you know, local or regional within the same state or regional outside of the state or even going across the pond to, you know, other side of the, you know, the other side of the world. The it, it seems to me that craft beer has always had that camaraderie that that it has always been open to collaboration and pairing working together. I mean, we, we all know, at least everyone here on the show, we all talk about Redline when their place burned down. And then next thing you know, breweries were lining up to help them out, get them back up and running. And they were back up and running within a couple, just about a month or two, a couple months or so. Oh wow. So, yeah, so uh, no surprise about the, the the camaraderie that you're talking about with with your with your fellow uh, other fellow brewers in in, in uh, Massachusetts. Wendy, you actually had another follow up question. We'll, we'll let you take it from here. So speaking of the camaraderie in Massachusetts, I uh, five or six years ago, I spent a week in uh, the Boston area visiting breweries. Like we literally were there to go to breweries, and at the time I was very, very hop timid. I am not, was not a big fan of IPAs at all, but I was learning about hops and trying to differentiate which hops I liked and which ones I didn't so that I could figure out why I liked which IPAs I did and which ones I didn't. And every brewery that I went to, I would ask them what hops were in whatever I was drinking. And they would literally go and pull a book out from behind the bar and show me what hops were in that beer. And I was just curious because it was, it was literally every bar. Is that something, is that like a regulation that you guys have there? Nope. I think you no. just went to the, you went to the good places. Yeah. I, mean, I, was at, I was at 16 different breweries while I was there. And <laughs> I think we all, 14 yeah. of them yeah. pulled, pulled that book out and let me look at it. That's cool. So I, I was, I, I've always been curious as to whether or not it's, it's not I a regulation, a but yeah, um, I think what a lot of us do is um, uh, because we know uh, and there's a lot of brewery tourism in Massachusetts um, because of, yeah, there's a lot of big name breweries um, that, you know, attract uh, tourists from all over, you know, the East Coast and even further. Um, and but it's also a quick drive and you can go Rhode Island, Massachusetts you know, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, um, you know, and just had, you know, banging brewery after banging brewery. 
Um, so a lot, so we see people coming through all the time. Um, and, and a lot of them ask, you know, want to know these questions. So we have, uh, behind our bar, uh, it's just called the brewery cheat sheets. And, uh, so you open, you open it up and we have, uh, beer descriptions, you know, a quick, uh, ingredient list. Um, and, uh, and then because we're about storytelling, we have, you know, what, what's, uh, a good, uh, what's a selling point of this beer or what's so important to know about the beer. Um, so, uh, so, you know, and that's super helpful for new staff so that, you know, when people start drilling them with questions, they know how to answer it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think we, we maybe got that idea from some other tap room, <laughs> you know, and now, now we're all just stealing the idea, but um, yeah, it's, it's very helpful. Um, you know, we could also actually, um, now you just gave me a great idea because we now have printed up sell sheets for every single one of these beers uh, for our for our distributor. Go in there. Um, go in yeah, there. we should just uh, just buy three ring bind all the sell sheets and put them in there for every single beer. Um, and uh, you know, and then then they have all that information as well. And if they want to order wholesale, they know what the pricing is too. So. Yeah, <laughs> but, I I think it's important too that like grow, as a young brewer, I was working in brew pubs and and uh, education was always a big part of my job. I my job at Premail was to tell people about the beer that was coming on. I was at John Harvard's in Cambridge in the nineties or whatever, and like it was like you know, golden, you know, uh, whatever, uh, old Willie's IPA is coming on. This is the Chinook centennial kind of West coast IPA. And like, we had to talk about it and do it. And I always enjoyed that piece of it. I loved the education. So when we started, Kelsey and I had a, you know, Kelsey's a Cicerone in the family here, but like we, we had a very, we, we met very eye to eye on that one part, which is that our staff needs to be very educated. Kelsey has beers, sensory uh, trainings. He does, uh, we, we pay to have, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll help you earn your Cicerone by paying for your first level and then contributing to your second level. And like, you know, we have an agenda. We want our staff to be very well educated. Um, and the consumer wants that a lot of times. Some don't, you know, some are just like, I'm just here to here for the beer here for the, you know, for the experience. Um, but some want those questions answered and, you know, we're, we'd be fools not to be prepared for that. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, uh, spending a lot of time behind the bar, you know, you, one of the, probably the most frequent conversation I have with people who come into the tap room is the other breweries that they've gone to. <laughs> and, um, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, so they're like, you know, oh, yeah, where else should I go? Or they want to tell me about, you know, um, you know, oh, yeah, tomorrow we're going to go check out Treehouse and then we're going to go, you know, Jack's Abbey or whatever it is. And um, or they're looking for, you know, they, they say, oh, where should we go next? Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, we'd like to recommend our friends breweries, you know, and send them in that, that direction. And um you know, or let them know about small breweries that just opened up that they may not have heard of before that are making some great, great beers. Um, so, uh, so, so I think that it's, I always compared it to like a record store, like back in the day, like you would go into the record store and you talk to the staff there. It's like, what's new? What should I, what should I be, what should I be buying? What should I be listening to? What bands are, are really awesome, you know? And, um, and it's kind of the same thing, um, except it's beer. They want to know, you know, people want to know what's the new beer that you got on? You know, what should I be trying? Where should I go next? Um, you know, they, they kind of look to the, 
to the chat room staff for that kind of information. So are I think you saying we uh, closed down the, the record stores? Did we ruin the record? No, <laughs> we ruined the record <laughs> No, they, they just kind of, they came to us. Yeah. And that's why we do record store day. And now, now the record stores are coming to us because we host vinyl pop-ups as well. So. <laughs> we, we, we all, we all know video killed the radio star. We won't get mm-hmm. into that. <laughs> sure did. Love video. I think it's awesome. And as a, as a, um, customer who comes in and asks those kind of questions and has some really awesome conversations about beer. Yeah. It, we really do appreciate it when the staff definitely knows what they're talking about and they're not just making stuff up. Or I've been in breweries where they've actually said, I don't actually like beer. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you tell your customer that? <laughs> just play the part, be a good actor. You know, right. if you're not, that's yeah. Job. Like, that's your job yeah. <laughs> is to sell beer. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Ken, I've had applicants that said that, like, I really don't like beer, but I think this would be a fun job. I'm like, okay, yeah, no. uh, like, a, but I don't. But how are you going to describe the beers or talk about them with customers and <laughs> and uh, show passion yeah. for it? Like, be, yeah. be truly passionate for it. You know, the more Have people the... get excited about something they're talking about, the more excited I get. So, oh yeah, me too, yeah. me too. The best thing to do, especially within the restaurant industry, is lie. Um, and <laughs> lie if if you don't like beer, do. <laughs> if you don't like beer, you lie about what beer you like, especially if it's the most mm-hmm. expensive beer on the menu or the most yeah. expensive plate on the menu. Or you know, oh man, I had the chocolate cake last night and it was delicious. When you're trying to upsell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, chocolate, or you know, uh, when someone ca- orders a, a vodka soda and you're like, oh, you know, I like mine with Tito's. What do you want with yours? You know, there's there's so many amazing things to do, but to tell someone you don't like a certain product that you serve, that's you, yeah. it's not like that person's gonna make you eat it in front of you or drink it in front of you. Um, there, uh, yeah, that on occasion that can work. There's a there was a bar that the entire kitchen drank my beer. Right, this is years ago. It was blatant IPA, and basically like half the beer they sold was because the kitchen drank it for shifties, and. The, the wait staff was just like, I don't know. The kitchen loves it. That, like that was their kind of joke approach with it. It was like, I don't know. The kitchen drinks it all. If you guys want it, it's really, I guess it's pretty good. You know, <laughs> uh, as we, we end the show, everyone's going to uh, have a final question for you um, to send you off nice. and then make sure we'll figure out how to uh, follow, follow you guys on social medias um, and get everything. So we are going to start with Rob and make our way around. Rob, what's your final question for these folks? Easy one, I believe for for Matthew. Favorite beer to drink while listening to Grateful Dead. Oh, how, I mean, how'd you know I was listening to the Dead? First of all, <laughs> <laughs> we do really good research. Wow, I mean, is it? As, am I on tour and am I and am I nineteen or is it like right now? <laughs> we'll we'll just say so, right now. <laughs> okay, because when I was nineteen, it was Molson's. And it was and it was fabulous. We'll, we'll, and, we'll, def- we'll <laughs> definitely say Sirius XM on the Grateful Dead station. <laughs> what you um, drink? I mean, I'm 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 drinking Goody Two Shoes. I am, if, especially if it's summer and it's and it's warm outside or whatever. I'm drinking a nice, crisp, clean Kolsch. That's my beer of choice to listen to the Dead to. There you go, Dan. Even if you? it's not mine, it doesn't have to be my Kolsch. It could be any other Kolsch too. That's really good. <laughs> all right <laughs> i wanted to ask you know going back to the collaborations uh this is for both of you really if you could pick one brewery in the u.s doesn't have to be massachusetts so any brewery anywhere in the country uh who would you want to do a collaboration with and why 
Mm. That's a good uh, question. That is a good question. I think, um, <laughs> I mean, I think I would actually want to do a collaboration with uh, Tommy Arthur at Lost Abbey. And it's not, it, it, it might be, it, it's for a variety of reasons, but the big reason is, is we've become friends over the years and we actually came up at the same time where I worked at a homebrew shop. He lived in that town in Flagstaff and went to school there with, with me. We did not know each other. We didn't become friends until t- 10 years later after both of us were brewing professionally. I think it would be a really fun place to do a collaboration. I love his beers. I think they're great. Um, it's a completely disconnected brewery from us, but, but we, I love their stuff. I don't know, Kelsey, you got one. I would, uh, I would say probably Allagash. Um, uh, uh, you know, and they're, wow. uh, I'm a huge fan of their beers. Um, you know, they, even before I was really in this industry, I was a, a huge fan of what they did. And, um, you know, their, their staff and crew, you know, from the chaproom staff to their brewing, you know, production crew, they're all just amazing people. Um, and they're really leaders in this industry too. So I think they're, you know, that would be a great, uh, a great collaboration to do. For those of you yeah. not watching the video, which you can watch at youtube.com forward slash better on draft, I was actually pointing behind me because I got two bombers get some Allagash. of Allagash <laughs> Triple ready nice, to be yeah. drank. <laughs> Um, uh, for everyone that's been listening to the show, I haven't drank since September, uh, which is when I went to Portland. Uh, so a lot of these beers have just been kind of sitting and, uh, staring at me for the past six months on this show. So I'll be excited to, uh, try. I don't, I, that's definitely not the first one. There's some cans. There's a brewery locally called Urban Rest. Uh, and they did a collaboration. Uh, if you guys are familiar with Old Nation, who's basically one of our New England IPA producers, um, they make plenty of other beers, but M43 really put them on the spot. Uh, and they made an alt beer uh, with Urban Rest. So nice. I am I am so excited to try it. It's literally my favorite style of beer. Um, so, Wendy, what's your final beer. question with uh, with these folks? So I am sitting in your brewery. I'm a visitor from another state. What is the um, neighboring brewery that you tell me to go visit? Uh, oh boy i'm gonna say go to lookout farm it's such a beautiful place it's like you can eat in a greenhouse year round it's like it's a beautiful giant farm with with uh orchards and grapes and you know peaches and apple trees and it's they have local cider made on on site by aaron matichuk and they have uh, actually, my cousin is their beer brewer there, Matt Cohen, um, it's, which is just kind of a, just a coincidence. Um, and uh, yeah, that place is great. And I rarely go there, but but it's probably my favorite local pl- you know, place that's within like five miles of us or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we have a yeah. really, really nice brewery a half a mile away, too, called Jack's Abbey, which is, you know, very well known <laughs> and very, very good. They make, they make great lager. The pizza is great, too. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. like their pizza. Um, but, but I'm gonna. Uh, I, I, it's a toss-up between two, but I'm. I, I usually recommend this other one, but I'm gonna switch it up a little bit and say um, Start Line um, in Hockington. Uh, their their beer is is really good right now. Um, they really dial it in. Um, they uh, started off as a hydroponic farm, and um, 
they kind of expanded and built like a whole new facility. Uh, the tap room now is gorgeous. They got awesome outdoor space. So when it's uh, nice outside, um, it's a great place to hang out. And, um, and they also have really good food. So they, they uh, just opened the restaurant uh, about a year and a half ago. And uh, their food's really nice, too. Good chicken wings. <laughs> Nick, what about I gotta you? Go, oh. I got to go there. I haven't been there yet. Nick, what about you? Um, what is in your fridge right now that is not an Exhibit A beer that you're drinking at not exactly at this moment, but over the next couple of days, a non exhibit a brewing beer in your fridge that you're going to be drinking in the next couple of days over the weekend. What is it going to be? Or what is it? Uh, my answer is simple. None. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, some, I have some beer. I, I mean, I've got a, I got a, a bottle of bullet right here around the corner in my closet, but oh. I, I, uh, I, I don't have any beer in the fridge that isn't mine right now. I have one can of of cat's meow uh, that's a dented can off the can last off the canning line last week that I didn't drink last week, and I have a uh, and I think that's it. That's all that's in my fridge for for alcohol. Um, dented there is cans a- are half price. Microsoft went down three points yesterday. It's like one of the few times you could ever use a really good big daddy quote, but that was Microsoft <laughs> down three points. <laughs> um, like the kid. So but get, I will say that it. there's a bottle of cool ship right there. You mentioned Allagash. Kelsey also obviously mentioned Allagash. There's a bottle of cool ship right here too. So I'm going to say that Allagash cool ship. Uh, luck, for me, luckily um, uh, earlier this week, we did a uh, beer dinner with um, uh, some friends of ours in the industry. It's actually where I used to work um, called Craft Beer Cellar and their restaurant is called Trink Tish. Um, but they have one of the best uh, craft beer selections in, in the state. And um, we, for our Pink Boots beer this year, we're doing a Belgian triple. Uh, so I picked up, I made a little variety six pack of some of my favorite triples to drink um as you know for research you know so for work <laughs> um and uh so uh i got some straw hendrix uh i got some golden drock um and uh the one that i've actually have an allagash triple um in there as well that i'm looking forward to to enjoying and uh of course some delirium tremens for, uh, for belgian strong golden so uh hitting the belgians hard we should maybe maybe we should uh maybe we should have some of those at the at the brew day. We should get some more and Yeah, yeah, we'll get some more. We got the gift card. So. <laughs> we do. Go use it. All right. Well that's gonna do it for this episode, number two eighty one of the Better on Draft Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social medias, Better on Draft on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, you can find the video if you're listening to us via podcast, like most of you do, youtube.com forward slash Better on Draft. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, how, how do you say it? Fr- Framingham? Framingham. Yes. Yeah. Just like Fra- it's spelled. Framingham. All right. Uh, Massachusetts, go check it out. Uh, plenty of uh, cans to have, especially if you're making your way into Boston. It's an easy stop to get there before you head into the city itself. Uh, for those smaller breweries like Trillium, as you guys said, um, I'll make sure to, to cut that and send it out to them just so they know. The, the We're like halfway between Treehouse and Trillium. I'll just, I'll just say, you know, present to them Exhibit A. 
on yeah. what Exhibit A thinks of them. But that's going to do it better on draft. Thank you so much for joining us. No matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Peace.